Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led coaches, course creators, and creatives to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and ditched trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business without trying to do all the things, then you're in the right place. Join us each week as we equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business, and even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. Hey friends, we are in our fourth week of talking about our series on Do You Want Fries With That, which is talking about sales. We hope you've enjoyed this series. It's been really fun for us to talk through and to record. If you've missed this series, if you are just tuning in, we highly recommend that you go back and listen to episodes seven, eight, and nine to get caught up because that's it's just provided a really good basis for what we're talking about. So hit the pause button. Go back and listen to those if you're interested in in those, and it just has some really great information. So today, we are going to talk about, last week we talked about if you get a no, and how sometimes leaving the door open for no, being okay with no, all the things associated with no in sales, which is a definite huge part of sales. Today, we're going to talk about taking that no and adjusting your offer and taking that feedback that you're getting when somebody says, no, I don't want fries with that, then how do we adjust things to make it so that we are not falling flat? Sometimes getting a no can can be so defeating. And when we're not ready for it and we're not kind of prepared for it, it can make us just want to be like, fine, this isn't working, I'm done, like, and quit. And we need to be ready and willing to receive a no as positive feedback that, okay, it was a no and be prepared to make those adjustments sometimes on the fly in that sales call, in that sales process, so that we can just make some small tweaks and use that feedback for the good. Yeah. And sometimes we're so in the weeds with our business and we know our business really well. We are the expert. You are the expert. You're the CEO of your business. Sometimes you don't realize that what you're offering isn't what people need, or maybe it's that your people need something else. I mean, I kind of like to think of it as the idea of if your fast food restaurant is right next door to a gym and you're asking, do you want fries with that? And people are like, no, you're offering them the wrong thing. They just finished their workout. What would they rather have? They would rather have a wheatgrass shot or a protein shake or a salad, you know? So maybe you need to be tweaking your offer a little bit. And sometimes you just need to take a big step back from your business to be able to see that because you know your fries are good. You know that your fries are tasty and that people will enjoy them, but that's just not what your audience needs. And so today we're gonna be talking all about how you can can take that immediate feedback, not be defeated, actually use it for good, adjust your offer so that you can in turn make more sales and serve your clients better. In doing research for this podcast, I've kind of tried to look at some fast food restaurants and I, I, I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, I love to do research. And so I've just kind of looked up some, some of the fast food restaurants that are most popular. I looked up McDonald's and I found that the owner, Ray Kroc, founder, not owner, I guess, founder of McDonald's, and just a little bit about him. And he had a motto and he had this hanging in his office, like until he died, that their motto is, like you would think of McDonald's, like maybe their motto is, how do I make the best hamburger? Like they want to make the best hamburger. And that is not what Ray Kroc's motto was. Would you like to hear what his motto was? I would. 
I am in pursuit of the world's most efficient hamburger. And that is so different than the best hamburger. And so often we want to have the best of something or whatever, and maybe we're looking at it the wrong way and that we need to have the most efficient or the most uncomplicated or whatever that looks like for our business. But it's not always going to be like the quote unquote best. He probably took what was going on in the world at that time and, you know, people wanting quicker food, people were not wanting to make food at home. And it wasn't necessarily about having the best hamburger. It was about having something that was efficient so that people could get it quickly. They could do a drive through It was a whole new way of doing something. And he just took it and twisted it just a little bit to, to be unique, which we talked about in a previous episode, to set themselves apart from every other fast food restaurant that was hop, popping up. And just being having something that really served their clients, knowing their clients well, and what was going to be the best. Just like that fast food restaurant that's next to a gym, you're going to have to tweak and change and market a little bit differently. Yeah. And how funny it is to think about when you set out to do something, I never thought efficiency as, as a hamburger. Like you just don't think those two things go hand in hand. And I think it's safe to say none of us would ever say McDonald's is the best hamburger I've ever had. Right. Right. That's not the point. <laughs> but the point is they are have billions and billions of dollars and billions and billions of customers because what they do, they do it well. Like, yes, it is the most efficient hamburger. If I want something quick, that drive through I know McDonald's is going to get me through there fast. Right. And it's very predictable. It's just such an encouraging thing. And that's why we're looking at other businesses to see what are they doing right and how can we replicate that? One of the things is if you're not making a sale, like if you're not selling fries, why? Do you need, you need to figure out why and then you need to figure out how to adjust your offer. And that is figuring out if you're not asking them, do you want fries with that? Well, then do you want a shake? Do you want a salad with that? You need to figure out how to adjust your offer to make that what your customers and what your clients are wanting and what they're needing. And you don't have to throw in the whole thing and start over. That's not what we're saying. And I think a lot of times that's what people hear. Well, I got to know five times, so I just need to start over. And especially when you're starting out in business, it's easy to just like think, okay, it's not working at all and quit. No, it just means there's some tweaks and you actually want to make small changes so that you don't overcorrect too far one way or the other. It's like, you know, for you, okay, I'm not getting seniors into my business. So now I'm just going to quit and go to weddings. Okay. Well, that's not right. It's just, I need to tweak my senior offer so that I can serve them better. We're not quitting the whole deal. We're just making these small changes. How can I be a little bit more efficient? How can I ask a better question? I'm going to try out asking this question for the next 30 days, see how my sales go. It's not making these huge left turns and going off the track. It's not that you're going from selling fries to selling salad. You're going, maybe, maybe you're doing sweet potato fries instead, you know, whatever that looks like. And, and you're still selling fries, but maybe they're just healthier. Sometimes it's not doing a complete 180. It's just taking that offer and just refining it a little bit. Sometimes it's just a matter of your messaging. How are you talking about it? You're not changing anything in your offer or you know what you've set up. It's just how you're talking about it with your clients. The next thing is, are you asking for feedback? And this can be a huge way to figure out how to change and adjust things that are happening in your business. If you're not talking to your clients, if you're not out there, if you're not getting reviews, if you're not giving surveys, you're not going to know why things aren't going the way they're going or what 
what people might need instead of what you're offering. If you do not have reviews and if you do not have a survey at some point in your workflow or your process, you need to implement that right away because you need to be able to hear from your people as to what's working and what's not working. I think what happens, and you can tell me if this is true for you, Lisa, is that we put our heart and soul into something, a product, a course, a program, something that we've created, and then we put it out there. And someone says, no, nobody buys it. We're not getting any traction. And then now you're telling me to get feedback about it. It it can be a little overwhelming to ask people for their opinion. Because as you know, when you ask people's opinion, they are going to give it to you. And not everybody is gracious and kind. I get that. Like my first reaction is, I'm not sure I actually want to know people's opinions because they aren't very nice. So here was here's what my encouragement would be, is find a way to get that feedback that's actually helpful to you. So you can, you could put a blanket statement out there and be like, how do you, you know, how did you like this program? Well, then people are going to give you how they actually feel and you need to be ready for that. Or you can curate two or three very specific questions that limit what they're giving feedback on so that for one, it's actually helpful to you. And two, it allows them to give you feedback in a way that you can actually receive it and not be hurt and devastated and ready to quit. Sometimes it may feel overwhelming. Like, I don't have time to do a big survey. I don't have time to do all these things. Hey, guys, we have this great free app called Instagram. And on your Instagram stories, you can have people vote. Do you want this or do you want that? Do, do you like this better? Do you like that better? If I'm gonna, if you're going to see one new thing from me this year, what do you want it to be? There's a question box. There's a poll. There's all sorts of free tools that you can use within Instagram or Facebook or whatever that you can get immediate feedback from your people that is not scary. It's not overwhelming. Just a quick little poll tells people, do you like black and white? Do you like color? You know, I mean, right. having that immediate feedback is really helpful. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be very easy. And I think sometimes we don't realize that that is feedback, asking those quick questions on Facebook or Instagram, or putting a quick question at the bottom of your email that you send out to your subscribers and asking them one simple question. That's feedback. And you can do it in a way that it's not like opening the floodgates. It's just small pieces of feedback that that you can then use to tweak. I also want to offer this little bit of encouragement is that when you are getting feedback, whether it's on Instagram or whether it's a full complete survey with 10 questions that you ask people, feedback has different value, right? Like if that person is your ideal client and you're like, this is the perfect person to come into my business and I could help them. And this is exactly who I want to be working with. Their feedback carries more weight than someone who is not your ideal customer, somebody who maybe is never satisfied. You look at their reviews on other things and they never leave a good review. The the weight that you give to that person's response is going to be different than the weight that you give to someone who's your ideal client. So you have to have kind of a filter when you get that feedback. Because let's say you bake cakes and I'm gluten-free. My vote on your cake is not going to carry the same weight as someone who isn't gluten-free and is likely to purchase from you. My vote still matters that like, hey, I like strawberry ice cream versus buttercream, but it's not going to carry the same weight as someone else who's actually bought from you before, who actually is your ideal client. So keep that in mind too, when you're getting this feedback in, you have to have a filter on what weight you give to 
each of the sets of feedback. You have to have a little bit of a thick skin and you have to be willing to look at that information and go, okay, I'm going to take that information. It may not be all true. Take it with a grain of salt, but I am going to make some changes because perhaps there is a reason why things aren't working and why things aren't going the way they are. I want to offer one other piece of advice about feedback that was really helpful to me when I was first starting out as a teacher. I don't know, Lisa, when you were a teacher, if your your parents were able to do surveys, but at the school that I worked at, they could do an anonymous survey and they were very helpful. Like you're saying, it was good feedback. And then there was always one or two comments that were just really hard to hear because at that time when I was teaching sixth grade, I wasn't married. I poured my heart and soul into teaching. And so to hear any negative feedback was just, it could be really devastating. And I was 21 and I didn't have that thick skin. You know, I was, I was a newbie. Right. But one of the things that my principal did, especially with the new teachers was he came and sat with you and walked, you didn't get a copy of the survey until he came and sat with you and walked through it with you and talked about it with you and helped me decide which comments were helpful, which comments were probably just someone who was angry and we're not going to, you know, worry about that one right now which ones he knew I was already working on and I was improving in, but this parent just didn't know that yet. And so I just want to encourage you, if this area of getting feedback is really hard for you in your business, then we would love to partner with you in going through that feedback and coming up with a strategy that works for you and your business, because you are the expert in your business, in getting some of that feedback and then going through that feedback once you get it back so it can actually be helpful. And so we offer empowerment calls to do this kind of work with you for an hour to sit with you, to think about what kind of feedback you need and what kind of feedback would be helpful. And then to look through those results to help you then make some tweaks in your business that could really make a big difference in just adjusting your offer just a tiny little bit. So you can sign up for those empowerment calls in our show notes. We would love to hop on a call with you and help you with that. Yeah. It can be so powerful to have somebody else step into your business and just really look at it and go, what am I doing wrong here? Like what what's happening? I'm, I'm seeing a disconnect. And we can step into that gently and lovingly, but also honestly too. So we we aren't afraid of a little tough love for sure. Also in the process of this, I think it's important sometimes too to, if there's something you want specific feedback for, then you really need to figure out a way to do that. And so for me last year, I implemented a few changes within my workflow of how my clients interact with me. I wanted feedback with how that was going. Like, did they like it? Was it easy for them? What was good about it? What was bad about it? And all I wanted to know was that when they inquired with me and when they booked with me. So that set that little time in between, how did they feel about that? And so I created a three question survey. And as soon as we had finished our session, I sent them that and was like, Hey, I'm just trying to improve my workflow for my future clients. Can you tell me about your experience of booking process with me? And I asked them three questions and I got about five people who responded to that. And from those five responses, I was really able to tweak and change some stuff. And then also just to feel good about where I was. So feedback can also be a really good thing in that oh my gosh, I'm doing it right. This is working. And maybe I need to implement this into another piece of my business because it is working. And so feedback can be incredibly helpful for not only how to tweak and change things, but also like a little bit of, hey, you're doing the right thing. And we all need that too. We all need that little pat on the back of like, hey, I do know what I'm doing. I am the CEO of my business and I can make this work. So don't discount the the good feedback too. And I think that what you spoke to just there was also really, really important and something that we talked Talk about a lot here on the Christian Business Breakdown, uh, we may not just spell it out like this, is you talked about how you made one change 
to your your whole process. It wasn't an overhaul. It was this small period of time from inquiry to booking. And I think that's really important as we talk about adjusting your offer, making sales, serving your clients. Very rarely are you throwing in the towel and starting from a clean slate. Most of the time in business, it's a small piece, a small focus, a small change that we're making. We're testing it out. We're seeing how it works. We're getting feedback and then we're making more tweaks. We, we want to overcorrect sometimes. And really what you're speaking to here is being very focused about one thing, doing it really, really well, getting some feedback on it, hopefully affirming that your decision was good and then making your next change. It's not boom, 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 all these different strategies all in a row. And then lastly, once you get that feedback from people, you need to actually make a change because if you're just hearing the feedback and you don't change anything, then it's not going to help you at all. And I think one thing as a business owner, and oftentimes, you know, I'm a solopreneur, you're a solopreneur. A lot of the people who are listening to this podcast, they work by themselves and it gets overwhelming because there's just so many things that we have to do as a business owner. But maybe some of this feedback is telling you that you need to change your process or maybe you need to hire help. Maybe you need to hire a coach. Maybe you need to hire a VA. Maybe you need to hire your niece or nephew to do a little business for you. Sometimes it isn't something you can do. You have to be able to look outside yourself and be like, hey, this is a deficiency that I have that I am not good at. And I need to find somebody who can fill that gap for me. So don't feel like when you get feedback, well, now I have 17 more things I've got to add to my plate. No, it can be like, I need to hire somebody else who is really good at social media because I am not good at it. Or my client workflow is not great. I need somebody to come in here and help me tweak this workflow and make it better. Feedback without taking action is just going to weigh you down. Yes. You have to be ready and willing to do something about it. And that's a perfect lead-in to what we do on our Christian Business Podcast every week is we break down using our ads model if this is even a strategy that's worthwhile right now. And I think that this, this idea that you just talked about, you have to be willing to take action on it. So if you tell yourself, I, I don't have time to make any changes right now, then don't ask for feedback. Because <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> You're not going to act on it. It's just going to hang over your head. It is going to be discouraging for you. Let's run through our ads model real briefly on this idea of sales, of making some tweaks, getting some feedback, and being willing to adjust our offer as needed. You can grab this guide for free on our website. It's in, The link is in the show notes. It's just a quick guide to help you make better decisions in your business, get out of that analysis paralysis, and move forward and take action. And so we have four steps, four questions that we use in this ads model, ADDS. And the first one is to analyze, does this strategy help your business? I mean, it's kind of like the rest of our podcasts in this series on the would you like fries with that? These are all good strategies in your business. So the answer to that question is yes, it's going to help your business in the long run, whether you're just starting out or you've been in business for 10 years. Then comes the next question though, and that is discerning. Is this the right time to be doing this in your business? Are you getting ready for a launch? Yeah, this is a great time. Are you in the middle of your busy season and you are up to your eyeballs in work and you 
you just can't handle one more thing, then no, this is a terrible time to be implementing this in your business. So you need to be thinking about, is this the right timing? Is this something I can handle? Is this something that has been lacking in my business? Am I feeling like, why isn't this working? Well, then yes, this is absolutely the right time for you to be looking into this. And a question that I would use in discerning, especially when it comes to feedback and making some adjustments, here's two questions you could ask yourself. One is, am I afraid of the feedback? And I don't want to know what people are saying. Yes. Okay. Well, that's one thing. And that's something we need to address. Hop on an empowerment call. Let's talk you through that. But the other question is, and this has been me recently this past fall, is can I absorb more information? And that's a very different question than am I afraid of the feedback? Because there have just been times in my business, I am so oversaturated with feedback and learning. Sometimes I go on like a podcast binge and I'm listening to all this this information and I just simply can't absorb any more information. Okay, then it's probably not a good time for you to ask for feedback if you are in information overload. So that's two questions that can help you discern about feedback. Am I afraid of it? Okay, that probably means it's time to get some feedback. Or am I just too oversaturated and it's probably just a, a season where you need to wait and wait until you're not so oversaturated to get some of that feedback. So that's the discernment part. Then you're going to decide, you're going to decide, am I willing to go all in on getting some feedback, making some tweaks, listening, discerning what I need to do in my business? Am I really willing to go all in? And that's like, if you're taking, if you're asking for feedback, am I willing to implement that feedback? Am I willing to make the changes that that feedback is going to present? So that is something you really need to decide to do. Because if you just want feedback for feedback's sake, that doesn't do anything for your business. It's probably going to be discouraging, like you said. So you need to decide, am I willing to go all in? If I get the feedback, then I need to make some changes. And am I willing to make changes at this time? And if you've probably gotten this far in the ads model in this situation, then yeah, you probably are willing to go all in. But it, it could be a time where you're like, no, I don't want to make any changes. Things are running like a well-oiled machine and I don't need that right now. And that's okay. Every business is different. Every business owner is different. And we want to make sure in this podcast, we're not telling you what you should be doing because you are the CEO of your business and you know what you can handle and what, what you're in charge of right now. If you do decide that this is something that you want to go all in on, you know you need some feedback, you know that you have some areas of opportunity in your business to make some changes, then going all in on this strategy might mean getting some help. Purchasing a course that's going to help you with your areas of deficiency. Hiring a VA to help you where you need some support. It might mean getting some coaching. It might mean some mind set training. Um, but you, if, if, if you do decide that this is something you need to do and you're willing to go all in, just know that going all in might mean investing in some support and some help. And that, that does cost money and it does cost time, but it, it will be well worth it in the end. And then having that success marker of what does it look like in my feedback? Like, do I have a survey that I give to everyone? Is this, is this ongoing? Is this something I'm just going to implement and put into my workflow process? Or is this something that's just going to be for a season? Like for me, it was just for a short season because I really wanted to know if that change that I had made was working and it, it was working. And so that was great. And now I can check that off of like, now I can move on to something else. But having those micro feedbacks like can be really helpful in, in your business. The success marker for this one might not necessarily be monetary. And we talk about that a lot. It's not going to be 
be money, but it is going to be like, my workflow is better. My clients are better served. My people are happier. I'm getting more return clients. And that's a little bit harder to tangibly look at and go, yeah, I'm successful because this customer is happy, but that is a really successful thing. So don't discount that, but realize that it might not be as tangible as some of the other things that we've talked about in the past. I think the success marker on this one is really about the date. How long am I going to do this for? Is this just a micro feedback that I'm going to do for two weeks? Normally we say do something for 30 days, but you know, you, this may be a shorter one because you just want to get feedback for a short period of time. Or is this a long-term strategy that I'm implementing for the next 90 days or the next six months? So this success marker may just be more about an amount of time that you're spending on it um, or the amount of energy you want to put towards it and having a cutoff date of when you're going to be done with it and move on. And maybe you set it in your regular yearly calendar that every year in January and February, I'm getting feedback, I'm making changes, and I'm making that adjustment for the next year. Or this is just something that you do on occasion over time when you're trying to improve your business and improve your sales. Thank you so much for joining us. This series has been really fun for us to do, and we hope that you've learned a lot about sales and about taking little cues from businesses that have been super successful, like fast food restaurants and the successes that they've had. And we wanna piggyback, we wanna implement, we want to take information from people who have been more successful and take that into our own businesses because people have a lot to offer that have been been on this road longer than we have. So go back if you haven't listened to the previous episodes. Remember that we're talking about serving our clients well and having a business that we love that makes sales so much easier because we just love what we're doing. We love what we're selling and we know that we are really helping make a transformation in someone else's life. So we're asking you before you go today that you would leave a review for us on iTunes. The links for that are in the show notes. We want you to do that by February 28th because we have a special giveaway for anyone who leaves us a five-star review. We're putting in a drawing for one of those empowerment calls that we talked about today. So don't forget to leave a review. I hope you have a great week and remember, break down your business so you don't don't have a breakdown. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way.